Oh, you know the deal. Camera one, live. Camera two, live. Audio, live. Windows open. Don't care about outside sounds. It's too darn hot. Also, yes, still topless. Let's do this. It is, after all, Monday, August the 3rd. Where has the summer been going? I know I keep saying this, but good golly, it's true, isn't it? August the 3rd, and it is the Toronto Beer Podcast with me, your host and friend, Chris Schreier. What are we doing tonight, guys? You good? It's actually not too bad. It's been raining today, so it's not, the, it's not as thick as it has been. Um, but it is not cool. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, in answer to a question somebody asked me, yes, I am wearing pants. I'm not completely naked when I do this. That would be weird. Also, I'd be a little worried that one of the cameras might pick up a little bit more than we bargained for. Uh, and this is a family show. No, ready. I beep out swears and everything. So uh, that's where we're at. What are we up to tonight, kids? Well, I, I got to tell you, I am uh, a bad podcast host. I, I promised I was going to try and do some more Black is Beautiful beers. And uh, the long and short of it basically comes down to the fact that my car isn't really working right now. So I've got pretty limited transportation. Neither's my motorcycle. I have a bicycle. That's about it. Uh, and my feet. Do, 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 do. Walk, walk, walk. Uh, but anyway, I didn't get out to get one. It does sound like the granite is dropping there. Black is beautiful, uh, tomorrow, Tuesday. So for one, if you're near the granite and you want to check out their black is beautiful, go check it out. Do you remember a while ago? I told you a story about an open top fermenter and a picture, and I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say what it was. Well, it was Mary Beth at the granite making the black is beautiful beer and making it uh, not with Ringwood, surprisingly, but I believe she said with London too. I think. Anyway, I can't recall exactly what she was uh, making it with, but it wasn't Ringwood, but it was in their open top fermenters. Looked delightful. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to try and get Mary Beth to uh, connect me with a, a bottle or can or whatever they're packaging that as uh, for next week. So hopefully next week. This week, though, uh, last week, you recall, I didn't have a Black is Beautiful beer. I chose the uh, Society of Beer Drinking Ladies beer from Henderson uh, because they're such an inclusive group and it kind of tied in. Um, today, nothing to do with that. Uh, I was going to say, unfortunately, I mean, I'd like to be drawing attention to that, but it's a good cause today, too. Uh, slightly different uh, in, in approach. Uh, today, I've got a can uh, because my buddy Josh came down, uh, friend of the pod, by the way, Josh L. Or as I always like to point out, that's too obvious. Let's go with Jay Lake, uh, who lives in Uxbridge. I should just give out his address right now, just dox him completely. Uh, brought me down some of the second wedge, and I'm a fan of the second wedge. I can tell you that for free. This is a smoked wheat on rye, uh, which is a smoked wheat beer. Um, I believe no pickles are harmed in the making of this uh, beer. Um, but uh, we were actually drinking this. Uh, he was hanging out... Uh, I'm losing track of time uh, Saturday because yesterday was Sunday because today's Monday because it's a holiday. You having a good long weekend, guys? I've had a good one. Drank some good beers, hung out with a friend, did some work on the motorcycle and uh, finally listed some guitars for sale. Feels good. Um, if you need a guitar, get at me. I got a few. Anyway, uh, let's get into this and I'll tell you why this is a slightly different but equally meaningful beer to drink. So, Smoked Wheat on Rye from the Second Wedge Brewery. While I'm pouring this, I will tell you, if you've never been to the Second Wedge Brewery, you could be forgiven. It's in Uxbridge. That's not nearby. Um, unless you live in Markham or Pickering 
in which case you have no excuse. Um, second wedge up in Uxbridge, right downtown Uxbridge, uh, the beautiful town of Uxbridge. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, you may have heard of them because I think it was around this time last year, maybe a little bit later, they ran into a spot of bother with uh, our, I was going to say friends at the AGCO. Mm, let's be honest here. They're kind of jerks. With the people at the AGCO because Second Wedge, like many other breweries, is a dog-friendly brewery and in fact had a dog on staff. Sadie, a delightful friendly, gentle, kind, uh, black Labrador. Um, and she would greet you when you went to the brewery. I, I've been a couple of times. She would always come over, give you a little nudge at the door, make you powder. I would do a little, who's a good girl. And I would like play with her ears and scratch her, her chin and boop her on the nose. All the things you do to a good dog. Um, she was lovely. And anyway, um, they ran into a spot of bother and this inspector basically banned her from the brewery. Um, what then happened was a variety of other breweries, which were also dog friendly, uh, not least to mention black lab brewing. That's got a dog's name right in the name of the brewery. And of course also left field friends of the pod, uh, whose good buddy Wrigley is the chief of security. Um, but a variety of breweries uh, helped out with a petition. They got thousands of signatures and petitioned the government and basically had that uh, law changed. Funny enough, not actually a law. It seems like it was a bit of a rogue agent uh, at the AGCO. But anyway, had it clarified that uh, for a brewery with a tap room that doesn't have a restaurant component, uh, dogs are perfectly welcome. And uh, that was on the strength of lovely Miss Sadie's banning... Ooh. My neighbor's Harley Davidson just drove by. Um, uh, yeah, that was because Sadie got banned from Second Wedge. She was allowed back, worked for a little bit. Of course, then COVID hit and they had to close down their tap room. They were just doing curb pickup beers. Um, so Sadie wasn't seeing too much of that action. And unfortunately, uh, as they were getting to the point of being able to reopen, uh, I believe it was kidney disease or liver disease. might have been cancer. Um, anyway, she, she wasn't well. And they had to make the decision to put her down. So uh, this time last week, uh, I'm, I'm sure surrounded by the love of her people and her brewery, uh, Sadie said goodbye. And so we're having a second wedge tonight uh, for Sadie and for all the good dogs out there who are good dogs, who's a good doggy. Uh, so this one tonight is for Miss Sadie, the beautiful black lab. Uh, let's talk about the beer. Smoked wheat on rye. Hazy, as you would expect. It is a wheat beer and wheat beers tend to have a lot of protein haze to them um, because wheat itself is uh, quite protein-y in beer, I suppose. I'm using some high-tech language tonight. Uh, as I say, hazy, uh, yellowish amber, uh, tending towards a little bit of brown. Had a bit of a puffy white head. You didn't see that because I was busy talking about Sadie. Um, but nice kind of fluffy white head on it. On the nose. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't spend this much time considering it when I was drinking it on Saturday. I just enjoyed it. But, uh, I mean, classic wheat beer. Cloves, banana for sure. Maybe a hint of bubblegum. It's funny. I know because I was drinking it two days ago. I'm, I kind of know what to expect here. It's not super smoky on the nose. Um, interesting. I think I was even drinking it out of a can on Saturday, if I'm honest. So, hmm. Mm -hmm. There it is. Smoke comes out more on the palate for sure, but definitely bubblegum, banana, clove, exactly what you want from a German-style wheat beer. 
like bolts dead on with a nice smoky character. A bit spicier than I uh, would typically expect. Oh, because it's rye, isn't it? Smoked wheat on rye. Does it actually have rye in it? That would make a lot of sense. Oak smoked wheat and pale rye malts. That's exactly what's going on here. So, yeah, banana-y, clovey, but also like a more kind of spicy thing. But that's not from the yeast. That's from the malt. That's the rye um, doing that. That's interesting. That's a cool little side-by-side. Mmm. Very bright. Don't think about the smoke. I think smoke often frightens people a little bit in beer. You know, you think about like a, a smoked porter or a, a stout or an imperial stout, which can be quite smoky. Um, or like a rock beer. It's hard to say. You got to really lean into your throat for that one. Rock beer, if you prefer German smoked beer. Those are like the campfire beers, which are smoky. Um, this is not that. This is like a wheat beer, quite notably, with just a, a nice smoky character to it. it. It adds just a level of complexity um, that you wouldn't otherwise get. But it's not a smoky beer. It's not a heavy. It's not, you know, it's not a campfire beer by any standards. It's, uh, well, actually, what's interesting, you know, it's a bit like... Um, Bim at, uh, at Godspeed, uh, who, of course, we love, friend of the pod, um, likes to use smoked malt in a lot of his beers that wouldn't, you know, typically by today's standards have, have smoke. And I have two in my fridge right now. Actually, I've got cans right here. Right here, actually. Um, I can show you. This is, um, this is Hanabe from uh, Godspeed. Beautiful fireworks on the label. And this one's Ibushi. Um, also Godspeed. Hanabe is a, uh, a saison, but it's with smoked malt. And Bim explains that he made that call because historically when farmhouse beers like saisons would have been made, the malt would have been malted and kilned by the farmer making the beer, and it would have been done in a smoky environment, so it would have naturally had some smoke to it. Uh, so historically that would be accurate. Um, with the Ibushi, this is a Hellas lager, um, so like a like uh, Muddy York Hellas, for instance, um, similar style. He's also used some smoke malt in this one. I don't know if he's leaned into the historical side of it or if it's just that Bim likes smoked malt and it's his beer and he can make it how he wants. Uh, however it went, it worked really well. And actually I was talking about the, uh, the Ibushi, the, the Hellas that, um, he often will use smoked malt. Like, like I say, like salt where like, you don't necessarily want to make a thing taste salty, but you put salt in it just to wake up everything else. And the smoked malt kind of can do that with beer. And, and that's what's happening here with the uh, smoked wheat on rye from, uh, from Second Wedge. It's a, it's a wheat beer with kind of a smoky character that just, like I say, adds a layer of complexity, a layer of depth to it. Um, but it's not a smoky beer at all. And as you recall, I didn't really even pick up much smoke in the aroma. You get it on the palate a little bit. Um, just, a, yeah, just a touch of smoke. It's not accurate at all. It's, yeah, just this very subtle, smoky quality. Quite nice. I'm down. Uh, yeah, very refreshing. So um, I haven't actually done a, a wheat beer on the pod in a long while. 
not even sure when the last time would have been. Um, so if it's something you're not necessarily familiar with, I mean, A, you should be. Uh, this is a beer that people often are like, it's a summertime beer. And I can understand the logic there. Um, they can be a bit tart. Very refreshing. Um, quaffable, as the uh, D-bags would say. Uh, they're quite Moorish if you want to be uh, that kind of person. Let's not be that person. Uh, but they're they're very refreshing. Um, yeah, summertime-y kind of drinks for a lot of folks. As I always say, I'll drink one of them in February and be happy. But uh, seasonality, they tend to be uh, summertime beers. Um, the German style, typically it's uh, roughly half wheat and half malted barley. Um, and... Oh, I never get this right. I always get it backwards. So I'm going to go with my gut. No, I'm going to go with the opposite of my gut, which is German wheat beers use malted wheat and Belgian wheat beers use unmalted wheat. Because my gut tells me it's the opposite, but I always get it wrong. So I think I've got it right. Or I just poisoned both drinks and I've been building up my resistance for years. Who knows? Anyway, uh, I think that's what's happening here. Uh, it might be the opposite. I can't recall. But anyway, it's about half wheat. Um, if you ever see one called a Hefweiss beer, Hefweiss beer, that literally means half wheat. It's half wheat, half malted barley. Um, as noted, this one also has rye malt in it. Rye malt uh, does a couple of things. Um, it's a good body bodybuilder. It's like, already. Eh. Brad, you even lift. Um, no, it gives body to the beer uh, because it, it adds uh, protein, which like wheat or like oatmeal, you know, I always often I'll have a beer. I go, oh, there might be a little oatmeal in there. Rye can have a similar impact. It can add some silkiness to the body, um, but it also adds a really pleasing spiciness. Now, again, when we say this, not Frank's hot sauce spicy, like opening your spice cupboard kind of spicy not specific you wouldn't say oh it's cumin but uh there's just that that sense of spices dried spices um and you get a bit of that for, in this for sure uh and then of course the the wheat malt as noted is smoked so a little bit of smoke character um the stuff that i was saying earlier the banana maybe a bit of bubble gum uh the uh the other spicy aspect, which can often uh, present as clove or white pepper, um, that's actually from the yeast. That's uh, byproducts from the, the yeast uh, fermenting, and, uh, and, and that adds a ton of character to a wheat beer. Um, and then there's a bit of a tartness, which is partially the yeast and also partially the wheat. Um, gives it that kind of refreshing. It's not quite sour. Tart isn't even quite the right word. It's very bright, maybe you could say. I tend to worry about using the word sour in relation to beer, because people think it's a sour beer, like it's been kettle soured. There's, there's, uh, you know, acid in it. There's, um, like, um, why am I blanking on the acid that's in kettle soured beers? Help me out here, guys. Uh, anyway, um, it's not like that. It's not a vinegary sour beer. It's just got a little bit of a sharpness to it, um, which is quite pleasing, as noted. Well, what are you gonna eat while you're drinking this? See, I got that out, like, for the first time in a long time. What are you gonna drink while you eat this? What? Wait, who? No. What are you going to eat while you're drinking this? Good question. Something German, for sure. Uh, so on the one hand, you're tempted to say um, Weisswurst, which uh, is not a thing a lot of Canadians would feel super comfortable with. And also, uh, 
you're going to need to go to a pretty specific place to get it um, because it's not something you just get down at the Loblaws. Weisswurst is a sausage, uh, so a casing, you know, intestine probably. Um, but the bulk of the filling in the sausage is actually fat. So there's not really a lot of meat in there. It's like fat and spices. And then they take the sausage and they boil it in a pot of wheat beer. So it's boiled in this somewhat spicy, a little tart, uh, bright beer. And then you take it and you cut it open and you kind of toothpaste tube out this kind of squidgy, savory, fatty, because it's literally just fat, sausage filling. And it's a popular sort of... uh, late breakfast or like not quite brunch, but like mid morning. Um, apparently historically the farm workers would get up, you know, while it was still dark and have like a drink, you know, a cup of water and like a, something like, you know, a piece of bread as they walk out to the fields, but they would come back into the farmhouse as the sun was getting high, you know, around 10 in the morning, nine ten in the morning and would eat a meal together and vice forced would often um, be the meal. The other thing with vice forced is they say you should never eat it after noon because if it was made in the morning, there's so little preservatives and there's so much fat, they, they, they can go off very quickly. Um, especially if you're historically in a place without refrigeration. Um, you could eat vice forest anytime you want. It would go really good with this because it's a wheat beer. You could cook a bit in it. And I think the smoke would, would add something quite nice. If, on the other hand, that kind of freaks you out, um, a, uh, an intestinal tube filled with fat and spices that's been simmered in uh, wheat beer, hey, cool. Kind of freaks me out, too, if I'm honest. Uh, why not have just a nice German sausage on the grill with uh, some sauerkraut? And uh, some raw onions, if you want to piss off Ben Johnson, or caramelized, if you prefer. Nice bit of mustard. Sounding good to me. Um, You could go full, like, street meat. You know, get some bacon bits on there, some mayonnaise, some hot sauce. Uh, What else do you get at the... Oh, uh, hot peppers. Oh, I like a good hot pepper on my sausage, my street meat. Um, But yeah, so you could do that. As I've discussed, there are some really good vegan options out there now in the sausage world. Haven't come across a German one. You get like mild Italian, spicy Italian. There's some chorizo. You get some like country ones like Gusta and uh, Field Roast do like thyme and apple. Sounds nice. Um, But yeah, just like a German style, Oktoberfest style sausage. Get on that, Field Roast. No, don't. You know what? Field Roast suck an egg. Get on that, Beyond Meat or light life or the ones I enjoy. Um, no offense, field roast. You guys were there first. You've been doing good work for a long time. Sorry. I said that that was uncalled for. Sorry, field roast. Have a sip for me. But yeah, nice German sausage, especially because with the smoke, if you do the German sausage on the grill, um, you're going to get some smoke from the fire goes with the smoke in the beer. It's a perfect, I don't know why I did a bad Italian accent there. Probably because I couldn't do a German one. Hmm. Anyway, that's what we're doing. Smoked wheat on rye. Clever name, too, obviously. I would guess other people have used that name as well, but uh, it's a good one. Uh, From the Second Wedge Brewing in Uxbridge, Ontario. If you're up that way, check them out. Very, very cool brewery. And uh, pause for a moment and remember sweet Sadie, the beautiful brewery dog, and her wonderful impact both on the people in Uxbridge at Second Wedge and also on brewing as a whole in the province because she was the leader of the pack in terms of uh, 
solidifying the legality of dogs being in breweries. So we owe her a debt of gratitude. Uh, good old Sadie. Who's your good girl, Sadie? You're a good girl. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have a sip, talk to you about something else. Just hang tight. You know what I'm going to talk at you about? No, that makes two of us. I was kind of hoping for an inspiration to hit while I was sipping on that beer, but it did not. So, um, Toronto's phase three, we're opening back up. You guys being careful? I hope you're being careful. I'm trying to be pretty careful. I don't want to get sick again. That was awful. Lungs still aren't in good shape, unfortunately. Those guys right there. Uh... Somebody was commenting, it was, uh, it was Halisha, actually, if you don't know Halisha from the beer community, you should, she's wonderful, uh, commented, I think it was last weekend, um, something about like, uh, here's to not hand bombing kegs of beer into Toronto Festival of Beer this year. And it made me think, oh yeah, would have been Toronto Festival of Beer, what a fun event. Man, I miss beer festivals, I miss the big ones, I miss the little ones. I don't even like going to them anymore and I miss them. I try to avoid them where, where possible because there's too many people. But, uh, man, I miss that, eh? You missing a beer festival? Hmm. Mm. I saw it. Well, yeah, phone. It's on my phone, the Instagram machine. Can't use it because it's doing a thing. Erica's watching. Hi, baby. Um, I saw, I think it was happening this weekend, though. I think I missed it because I was busy doing other things. There was a beer festival um, that had done an online uh, adaptation and you got like an app and there was like people speaking. I'm pretty sure Ren was speaking at it and I really did mean to check it out, but it's just coming to me now that I didn't. And if it was this weekend, then I missed it. And if I did, I'm sorry. It looked like a good, cool idea. Good way to try it. I don't think it would, you know, make up for, yeah, oh, man, sitting out, the sun's going down. You got a little tiny plastic cup of beer. Maybe at that point you don't even know what the beer is and you don't really care. It just tastes nice. Maybe Dwayne Gretzky is playing at Toronto Festival of Beer. Maybe you've had other things that can intoxicate you and you're in a real good spot. And it feels nice. The breeze, the fresh air. Can you feel it? I kind of feel it. Anyway, I miss that. Even though, as noted, I don't really like going out. Uh, that's where I'm at, guys. I miss going to beer festivals. And I didn't think I would say that at this point in my life, but here I am. So if you got a digital beer festival, uh, invite me to it and remind me that so I remember to show up. And uh, maybe we could have a time. Uh, what else? Nope, got nothing. I got nothing. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to have a good night myself. I've got, um, you know, the better part of a glass of uh, smoked wheat on rye from our friends up at Second Wedge in Uxbridge. And uh going to go hang out with my wife, I think. Have a good time. So, you know the drill, guys. I'll talk at you in a week. Oh, I figured out when I'm going to go on break. Because I do need a break in life. Uh, probably for two weeks. It'll probably be the week... Before Labor Day and the week after Labor Day. I'm definitely not recording on Labor Day Monday. And I probably won't record the week before either, which I think is still two weeks away. So there's probably two more reps to go. And then I'm going to pause, finish out the summer, chill, be with my people, maybe do some fishing. Oh, I went fishing yesterday, guys. Oh, it was the first time I'd been fishing since 
March. For those of you who know me, that's a long time to not go fishing. Uh, ben and I went over to what's known as the Peanut in the area. It's if you take the boardwalk to the end, you're on a bit of a peninsula that uh, splits Woodbine Beach and the inner harbor where Ashbridge's Bay Yacht Club is. And uh, there's some nice kind of decky boardwalk area uh, along the harbor, and uh, you can fish there. So we were fishing. Didn't catch anything, but I will tell you this. We saw a koi in the lake. It was, if I guessed... 65 maybe 70 centimeters long it was a white koi with like uh, golden yellow splotchiness as you would expect with a koi when i saw it i thought i was losing my mind and then ben said daddy there's a koi <laughs> yeah that's definitely a koi right he's like right do you think we should catch it i was like i don't know what we should do it shouldn't be in there it's certainly not native but then i remembered hearing i think they die in the winter if they get released in the lake. Goldfish, I don't think, can survive in Lake Ontario. So it's either been released or it could possibly have been washed out of a pond In because there's been a lot of flooding recently with all the rain. Flooding today at the end of my street. Um, but uh, whatever it was, this koi ended up in the lake and it will not make it through the winter. And then it occurred to me I don't actually know what koi eat. I'm assuming they've kind of got like a carpy downturned mouth a little bit. So I'm assuming they eat things off the bottom, like little bugs little invertebrates. And uh, I don't have an invertebrate lure in my gear fishing equipment. I got some in my fly fishing equipment, but that is not what I had with me. So anyway, if you're uh, near Ashbridge's Bay Yacht Club, uh, keep your eyes peeled for the koi. And if you can collar it and not kill it, you could have yourself a koi. They're pretty valuable, actually. Uh, put it in a pond, but it's huge. So you're going to need a not insignificant pond, but it should not be in the lake. Uh, if for no other reason than it will die in the winter, but also it could be full of parasites, which it could then infect other fish in the lake with. And it's a bad thing. Guys, take care of your koi. Don't let those things get in Lake Ontario. That's not where they're supposed to be. They're for your pond or your tank, not the lake. Anyway, PSA over. That's what I was doing uh, yesterday, fishing. Lovely times. Lovely, lovely times. And I'm going to leave now. I'm going to go hang out with my wife. You have a good week. I'll talk at you in seven days after 9 p.m. on Monday. I'll be here. Fingers crossed. Black is Beautiful beer from the Granite Brewery. If you are from the Granite and you're listening to this, get at me or tell Mary to get at me because Mary Beth and I bump into each other from time to time. We'll make this happen because I want your Black is Beautiful beer. Friends, look up the Second Wedge. You can buy their beers, by the way, at the LCBO. I've seen them at my local. So look them up. Great brewery. Really good brewery. Uh, if you're up that way, Uxbridge, lovely little town. Um, I would recommend going into uh, Second Wedge Brewing. Delightful. And I would recommend the Hobby Horse Arms, if for no other reason than it was the very first place I ever drank Guinness in my life. I won't say how young I was, but I can tell you that I'm 39 and it was more than 20 years ago. So, Anyway, check out the Hobby Horse Arms, check out Second Wedge, enjoy your time in the delightful town of Uxbridge, and otherwise, take care of yourselves, take care of your people. As we've been saying all along, reach out to somebody, maybe somebody else is missing beer festivals real bad, you could talk about it, ask them how they're doing, how they're holding up. You could have your own little beer festival, you and a friend, just get little plastic cups and fill them with beers and maybe one of you could like vape for a while because there's always some dude vaping at those things. I'm missing them less as I talk. Anyway, have a good week. I'll talk at you in seven days. 
be good to each other.